This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and I'm joined by Albert Curley and Sam Heskiff. And it's the daunting trip to the Etihad that comes around once a year and unfortunately we usually have to go there and hold a beating. Um, Heskiff, are we still friends, matey? You tell me. I'm surprised you remember my name. (laughs) We'll get into that shortly. Before we start, it's been a long day for me so I want to get straight into this. which is the beer check jingle, which usually works, but hasn't there. But it doesn't matter because this will, this will suffice. Oh, oh, Heskiff, you've got a little stubby red stripe there. I have. What have you got? I have got the last beer left over from the Anglican Beer Company. Um, it's from the Three Blind Mice Brewery. But Albert, your missus was wandering around in the background before beers. Sorry, can I just, can you just... Do the bit again where you say to Heskiff what you just said. <laughs> You've got a short, stubby red stripe. Say that. You've got a short, stubby red stripe. Yeah, and what's he drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to have to put the comedy trumpet out of reach because it's just going to feature far too much tonight. I think I think beer check for Albert is going to take about ten minutes. The amount he's been he's been drinking. <laughs> well, well like me you've had a long day at work so i'm assuming you want a beer right now well i'm currently this is unfortunate uh i'm between beers i did finish a uh a tiny rebel cali pale one of the my favorite ones uh, and i've just put a text in and hopefully a uh I think I'll have a bottle. I can't think what we've got in the fridge. I think a bottle of um, Modelo might be turning up. No, it won't be Modelo. It'll be Pacifico, hopefully. There'll be trouble if it's not. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, of course there will. Um, well, I'm drinking, yeah, as I say, the last my last beer from my Anglican beer company, um, Farmer's Market in Suffolk, a couple of weeks ago. And this one is called... Um, we Saw You Coming. <laughs> fish, fish Don't Scream. <laughs> It's <laughs> um, what does it say? Um, nothing actually. It's got no blurb on it. 
ingredients, water, barley, malt, oats, hops, citra, mosaic, equinot, and yeast. I mean, do you that, I mean that's a blurb in itself. Do you even need a blurb when you've got I don't even know what half of those words are that you've just said. Mm, oh, it's pretty good. Seven point five percent. This is just what I need at the end of the day. But you know, it could have a blurb if it was a former Crystal Palace and Manchester City player, Albert. Are you are you fe- feeling the pressure this week after Nick Gillard's no. Sterling Ramar Jarzwa no. last week? No. Went on a bit long, I thought. Went on a bit long. <laughs> you know, try and keep try and tip for next time, Nick. Try and keep it a bit snappier. Um is that because you've only written one line this week? <laughs> three. Um, is it the same amount of syllables as in the player's full name? Almost. I mean, we were banding, banding around names before, weren't we? Just before I wrote this, literally about four minutes ago. Um, okay, so uh, Heskiff, based on the names we bounce around, who do you reckon he's going for? I reckon Danny Granville. Because it's a Danny Grand Vale. Oh yeah, I'm hoping Sanji higher, but um, I reckon Adibayo will be easy, easy, easy one out. Well, you'll be pleased to know you're both wrong. Um, oh. And again, I won't tell you what the player is. You just see if you can work it out from the name of the beer. I've gone uh, with what, what like last time when it was smoked my beer chop. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see how you do this one. I've gone with um, Paul My Dick Of. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah, great. Great. You can just stop right there. It's good enough. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the least libelous bit as well. Um, <laughs> this punchy little Scottish number goes well with a packet of Walker's Crisps while sat by the pool in La Manga. Don't drink too many, though, or you could end up being led away in handcuffs and you'll look like a bit of an alicante. Um <laughs> Very good. Hang on. This story has completely passed me by. What is happening here? Just Google Paul Dickoff La Manga, Leicester City, and all will be revealed. <laughs> including including the fact that the charges were dropped. So, you know, let's move on. Oh, it's that one. Uh... Scowcroft got nicked as well, I think. Would he have been another option? No. He's why has Scowcroft come up? Oh, he's joined that generation. Because it was it was he? no, because it was it was it was when he was when Paul Dickoff was at Leicester. Ah. Hence the reference to the Walker's crisps in the fucking Jesus Christ. Striker Dickoff was thrown in a Spanish police cell with Leicester City stars Keith Gillespie and Frank Sinclair. Oh, but it was oh they was being quizzed about something that happened a long much longer ago. Mm. Oh, I'm confused. Okay, I'll have to read up on that more. But yes, excellent effort. Um, I'm sure it's all very concise with. <laughs> And um, producer Mikey, um, get the lawyers on the case. We might, we might need to delete it out. Talking of which, I picked up a writing job for the BBC, which um, I wrote my first article last week. Uh, I wrote my second article this week, and it still hasn't been published. <laughs> and it, well. was, it was all about the banner. So, I mean... 
they ask for they want authentic they want to you know make their page more authentic and have fans view on there so i've given them an authentic fans view and it seems like they've gone yeah we don't want it to be that authentic so um yeah so it looks like my writing days of the bbc lasted about eight days <laughs> what is it with back of the nest presenters in the bbc when nick nick was live on bbc london <laughs> and the transmission stopped and it broke you've done one article for the website what's going on yeah i don't even like i don't think there was anything in it that was massively contentious either as well um I think it was, you know, they'd been writing about that on the website anyway. Um, I ended it with some Newcastle fans attempted to discredit Texter by linking these businesses to the Newcastle owners. The irony, of, the irony of them trying to discredit him by linking them to their unsavoury owners was lost on many. Texter thwarted them at every turn by correcting their misinformation. I have no real idea about Texas background, but I assume there's no human rights violations. The Geordies would have found them this weekend if there was. <laughs> Hopefully Newcastle fans will take a step back when criticism is levelled at PIF. Football fans are tribal and they'll likely stick up for them at every turn. Let the sports washing commence. I don't think it's that rough. Do you know what I mean? You want an authentic view, fans view? Grow some balls. You know, you know, what's gonna, you know what he's going to do, Eskif? What's that? It's, it's going to fucking, like you, he's going to fucking write into points of view now. <laughs> Join me. Join me. I haven't had a, do you know what's going on my list from points of view this week? The fact that I texted Terence before the game yesterday at AFC Wimbledon and I said, I can see you, just look to your right. Got completely blanked until half an hour after the end of the game upon where I get a text saying, oh, were you there? Oh, I've Slag. We were too we were too busy singing when Jez goes up to lift the pizza cup. We'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, All right, let's let's touch on that game then. Um, I mean, I think the the best talking point of it is that a couple of weeks ago, Charlton lost to AFC Wimbledon one nil, (laughs) and now under twenty threes have gone there and duffed them up two nil. Uh, has the gap ever been larger between us and Charlton? No, and long may it continue. I bet someone dredged up the the news article of their owner, Charlton's owner, saying like, "Oh, I texted Steve Parrish. I'll see you in a couple of years," and he hasn't texted me back. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a while. When it's the two, he years said to it, he said he texted him saying, "I can see you if you just look to your right." <laughs> <laughs> Sound familiar? Yeah. Well, there was at half time as well. I saw your mate Jason, and I say we had um, a good old chat while we were <laughs> just rubbing it in now, pissing in the urinal. I wasn't rubbing it in at the urinal, That's, um, yeah. but and it just didn't even clock to me. You were there, and then I'd, yeah, I just phone was in the pocket. I was trying to pay attention to the games. I'm trying to like use my phone less, so yeah, didn't see it until I was um, well home after. Unfortunately. If I could Sa- safely indoors, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with everything locked. If if I had a plastic trumpet and could play the last post for myself, I would do that throw right now. Thrown it, thrown it on the sofa. Now I can't reach Ow. it. Oh, I'll text the wife. 
um, so back off of Palace. That was way too much Palace, way too early on. Uh, but well done to the under-23s last night. Tremendous performance. Rob Street and Jez Raksui, excellent performances. Um, both took their goals well. And I say both took their goals well. Like I saw Raksui's, like I wasn't backstage still drinking Guinness on draft in a football stadium. Bosh. Avid. Lovely stuff. And lovely little stadium. Fair play to Wimbledon. But, Albert, you were what? missing again last week. Uh, what, on the pod? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, Nick, mate. Nick, I was Nick, Nick come in just completely pissed on all your chips with a beer blurb. Wow. <laughs> what happened? Where were you? I, I think we've, I think we've, you know, corrected that imbalance tonight. <laughs> with the, with the one that you didn't, I can get. Never mind. Where was I? Uh, I was at a. Uh, there's no other way of saying this without sounding like a bit of a wanker. I was at a BAFTA screening of uh, the latest James Bond film, uh, No Time to See It, because it's really long. No Time um, to Die. It is. Yeah, No Time to Die. Which was a shame, because I thought it was quite good. And if they trimmed it down by half an hour, I reckon it could have been, it would have been perfectly fine. I could, yes, I could go, I could spend a good 20 minutes talking about what I did and mainly didn't like about it but I'm not going to do that. I know I know I know we're famed for not talking about previewing the games but I think to to go off on a bond tangent would <laughs> would really be taking the taking the uh octopusy. Hey. Ew. Um Honestly, let me get that trumpet back because I think that was <laughs> Well, I guess the the final set actually we probably shouldn't throw out bomb spoilers either, should we? Let's let's leave it like that. Um, see anyone famous there? Uh, Daniel Craig on the screen. Um, <laughs> no, me. I saw myself. I checked myself in the mirror when I went to the toilet. No, there was nobody particularly famous there. I don't think this. Uh, I, I reckon this was just a lie that he, a really sort of over elaborate lie that he's still telling his wife that he just wanted to get out of the house for a few hours. So went and slept slept in a Bond screening at a cinema somewhere. No, the joke's on you. I was allowed to take a guest. So when f- no one else could come, I invited the missus, and she was there. So uh, no one, fair- no one else could come. Um, Heskiff, were were you invited? Well, to be fair, much as I'd like to dig Albert out, he did take me as his date to the the last Spider-Man one, which is more up my strasser than James Bond. Yeah, and and you, Terence can't sit there and dig me out when he was literally in the same football stadium with you last night <laughs> and completely blanked you. This is true. It just doesn't work. Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry, I, I want to come to a screening. Where, where's my screening? All right. All right, well, we'll sort it out. <laughs> um, John Petrie took me to a screening recently. I was going to say, don't you? You know, an actual BAFTA winner. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's just what's what's one BAFTA winner when you can know a potential one day Oscar winner? Wow, there you go. <laughs> you, talk, you talk about me. <laughs> no, just um, got to make sure. No. I, say, I say, how many people do you know? Joe just yeah. came, Joe just came in the background with your beer. I was talking about her. <laughs> so you can see, well, yeah. Leave it there. Um. <laughs> hmm. 
But are, are you planning on being away for any more future pods coming up? Yes, plenty. <laughs> um, no, nothing in the short term, I don't think. You know, the invites come through sort of, you know, intermittently. It's hard, it's hard to know from one week to the next. But listen, I, I didn't do it. It's not a decision I took lightly. <laughs> okay. We mi- well, we missed you, as we always do. And, um, D- didn't sound like it when I listened back. It sounded like you had a bit of a good time, and at my expense, it has to be said. Um, I had a good time at Patrick's expense listening to the match report this week. Um, he's he, him un- unfortunate tug. He referred to Mark Gay's <laughs> challenge, VAR <laughs> challenge in the penalty area. Um, anyone care to comment? I mean, it's made, it's made for your catchphrase, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. All right. If Wait. if in a few years' uh, time, Mark Gahey moves on and plays for another club and we face them, I can tell you now the beer blurb will be unfortunate tug. That's <laughs> a really, really vague callback to the legend that's Patrick O'Connor. Yeah. I mean, I could probably um, have an awkward tug um, looking at pictures of Keith Millen. What what a sexy old man he is! But he's um, <laughs> that was a breach of a segue. But he's the new. Carl I was going to say, manager. as a yeah, as a as 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 great as Keith Millen as Keith Millen is. Um, <laughs> that's a terrible, terrible segue. Yeah. And and I've also just ruined it because I should have said that was a that was a reach around of a segue. Yeah, yeah there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, off form tonight. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. But congratulations! It's nice to see Keith Millen getting getting a job. Um, it's a tough job, that's for sure. It's not an easy one to turn them around. But yeah, it's good to see some of the good guys getting work. Huh, Heskiff? Yeah. There was uh, I saw the tweet that announced it, and there was quite a lot of Carlisle fans who weren't particularly pleased. But then they were far outnumbered by Palace fans replying to the tweet, being like, "Ah, yeah. we love Keith Millen, we love him, top boy." But also, and I mean, I'll say no disrespect, disrespect to Carlisle. I'm sure there's no Carlisle fans listening. Who do they think they're going to get? Um, like, what 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 name in football do they think that they can? attracts like a very strong magnet to Carlisle. Yeah. When I, um, <clears throat> I think it was Carl, I first saw a tweet about it and I read Keith and then just immediately in my brain, it followed Curl. And then it was like, one of the good guys in football getting a job. I was like, Keith Curl, one of the good guys. Like, what, was, <laughs> what, what am I reading here? And then I had to read, read back. And it was actually, um, yeah, Keith Millen. But I'm delighted for him that he's got a job. I've fully deserved for the efforts he put in, in Palace over the years. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got a beer. Um, and it's a song. Got it, got it myself. Got it yourself. Can... <sighs> I have words. <clears throat> There's going to be words later. In... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. So good on Keith Millen there. <sighs> I think we've got to talk about Brighton's tweet today in response to a Brighton fan who's called his Twitter handle is at WilfBHA. Um, he sent them an image that he'd made up of a Brighton player who actually missed the penalty that knocked them out of the League Cup tonight. Um, they responded, 
love it wilf with a flames emoji now you can imagine how well this has gone down with palace fans. <laughs> and of course albert have committed the cardinal sin they deleted the tweet so even though it's a poor young brighton fan called wilf um who's now lost his credit palace fans everywhere have a screenshot <laughs> that says this tweet has been deleted um talk about admin's got to get fired in the morning isn't he Something tells me that those screenshots are likely to come in very handy <laughs> the next game if Wilf carries on his scoring record against yeah. that shit bunch. Um, yeah, come, come on, Brighton admin, sort it out. Sort it out. Do you? Um, <clears throat> I'm no. I know they don't earn a lot these admin, but got to be a pay deduction, right, Heskiff? Yeah, he'll probably do a GoFundMe. <laughs> maybe no. maybe hope some some kind-hearted palace fans will give them some money for giving us a laugh yeah. no no more more teasers on expenses or anything like that for that for that kid credit crunch <laughs> hey all big up Rish, rishi sunak motherfucker uh, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me um so talking of rishi sunak i saw a fantastic use of the word pussio on twitter this week now, that's we're gonna go for a, 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 a rishi round <laughs> um and it was luca is such a pussio for fuck's sake geezer couldn't murder a fish and chips wet is serbian <laughs> How are you feeling about that, Heskif? Is that is that is that fair or is that a bit harsh? Oh, it's a bit harsh. I don't think he's been amazing, but yeah, that's that's quite that's quite harsh. Well, it was. I think it came down to when he went in with that fifty-fifty against Newcastle. I think it directly followed that, and they bounced off each other. And the Newcastle player was basically right up, and he was rolling around on the floor like he was dead, and then got to his feet and was immediately fine. Yeah, I mean, I am the weakest person on the face of the planet, so I, I can't have a go at him for that. <laughs> um, Albert, what do you reckon? Do you, do you reckon these songs are a bit misleading? Well, yeah, because as far as I, I, you know, as far as I know, I don't remember him actually murdering anyone, um, <laughs> uh, unless he's got some, something to tell us. Yeah, I don't know. Luke is a weird one because you, you think he's like this midfield enforcer and obviously having the captain's armband sort of, you, you know, you expect him to sort of be, you know, I just think of like, you know, Yed, he all goes back to Yedinak, you know, you think of when Yedinak had the armband and even players that didn't like Delaney, you know, they're, they're always ready to stand up and steam in, but there's just, there has been a couple of occasions where Lucas kind of, he doesn't, he doesn't sort of put his, I guess his stamp on the, that captain's role, like he's, you know, he, he takes a lot of the set pieces when he's on the pitch, etc. But in terms of, you know, sort of standing up to be counted and, and getting right stuck in, it's not, it's sort of a bit lacking from his game, uh, rightly or wrongly. Not saying we want a Roy Keane, someone who's going to get seven red cards every 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, the sort of, the the chant does belie the, the player. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's what, what I agree with what you're saying there, and I think Jimmy has shown this season, like in in the couple of times he's been the captain, I think, but also just generally on the pitch, he he seems to be quite up for that sort of 
in-your-face mentality this season. You know, he's been shouting at opposition players. He's been getting in the ref's ear as well. So Vo- Volleying opposition players. Yeah, pun- punting internationals. Uh. Yeah. Um, but that's it kind of highlights what you want to see Luca do. And when he doesn't do it, after seeing Jimmy do that, it does. it is a bit frustrating. Support for Back of the Nest is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they've just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BOTN at manscaped.com. So it's a wonderful piece of kit. Not all of us have, have got the product at the moment. I've got the previous generation, which was magnificent and um, and leaves you feeling uh, very smooth and very clean. Um, I have to say, uh, Nick, I know you're a, a manscaped aficionado as well, actually. So, um, you know, talk yeah. to me about your, your experiences, please. It's just fantastic. I mean, I'm old, really old. And I, I thought, oh, it's for the kids. But if you want to get rid of your chafing, get shaving. yeah copyright that that was beautiful yeah yeah i mean obviously you know anyone who's uh tried to trim downstairs with without the right piece of kit will have experienced uh moments of 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 chafing as you say and uh and and you never you don't want nicks either you really don't and i don't mean you nick of course no that's Um, how my that's um, how my dad thought of his name not shaving his balls but shaving his face (laughs) yeah so he thought my name's um, I'm a bit <laughs> jealous, though, because I know Mike and uh, Patrick in America has got the the uh, 4.0. That's got wireless charging, man. I have to plug yeah. mine in the wall. This is unfair. Absolutely right. Your dog seems furious about this. And um, they've engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer, focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comf- uh, for an incredible, comfortable grooming experience. Uh, so the fourth-generation trimmer has a cutting-edge ceramic blade, uh, and reduces those accidents. We so, did you say comfortables? That's no, another good one. Oh, that is a good one, actually. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one to four. Uh, as you say, Nick, the wireless charging. I mean, I mean, basically, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. I'm not sure I should have said that. It's in the it's in the read, but I feel I feel bad about that now. But um, but hey, it's the words are out there. We're not going to edit it out. So do do join us. Get twenty percent off free shipping with the code BOTN at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. TM. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Yeah, so I haven't... Um, I'm trying to look for it now because it was a video I wanted to watch earlier and didn't. Um, it's one of those Arsenal fan TV um, blokes losing, still to this moment losing the plot over um, James MacArthur. We'll, we'll listen to it together. We'll, we'll see what he's got to say. That's good. So the disgrace of the week is James MacArthur. James MacArthur, you owe Mikhail an apology. You should be punished. You are an absolute disgrace. And all... That's good. So, oh, is that it? <laughs> I mean, where was that energy when Gwenduzi rugby tackled Wilfred Zaha in the in the last minute when it was actually you know a chance to score a goal? Well, I think Arsenal would be if if any of Arsenal's midfield showed that passion, they'd probably do a bit better. Mm. Um, was it that bad that tackle? I still don't think it was that bad. I keep like I've watched it back a few times. I, I still I still don't I don't understand it. And Saka played on the Friday. It's not a tackle. That's the first and foremost. You know, it's like he's. He's just trying to clear clear a football that's not there, and Saka's in the way. Like I don't think you'd even call it a tackle. I mean, it's bad, but I don't think it's a. Um, I don't think it's a red card. What do you think the biggest recovery was that, or when Punch and killed the Broider? Never yeah. seen him since. <laughs> I got a. I had a. I've got a mate who's was Man City. Very nice bloke. Very even tempered. And when I was in the Glazers after that game, I got a real like barrage of shit off him on text which I then sent back because he pissed me off and he was like you know he's injured for the whole season blah blah and I was like oh fuck off we'll be back in a couple of weeks he was back two days later yeah I did, it was to be the, fair. the other way round wasn't it yeah. Punchin was the one who was injured for the season to be fair to him he did send me when, when the teams were announced and De Bruyne was in he did send me a text saying alright I'm sorry <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a miracle yeah it's a Christmas miracle I love that's the sort of thing that only football fans could really understand that he feels the need to send you an apology for something Jason Punchin did on a yeah, football yeah, field. Yeah. <laughs> like you had any control over that situation whatsoever. Uh, excellent stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't... I think that the Bruyne one was probably the, the bigger recovery because <laughs> City fans did really lose the plot about that. And I suppose he is one of the best players in the world. So um, I guess we'll talk about De Bruyne a little bit more um, shortly because uh, we're playing Manchester City this weekend. Just as I've been enjoying it, you know, really looking forward to us playing, we end up having to face them. Sad, sad times. Um, but first, uh, Andre Mariner is going to be the ref. Um, got any bad memories about him? Uh, he sent Wolf off for clapping, didn't he? That was him, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. So, um, he the good news, off. the good news is, however, um, the last time he refed a Man City game was when they lost to Leeds at the Etihad at the back end of last season. Clutching. <laughs> well, uh, man, how about this one? Man City have just finally lost our League Cup crown tonight because they've been knocked out by West Ham on penalty. So it's literally the first time Guardiola's lost the League Cup game as Manchester City manager. Um, maybe gonna that, be- the straw that broke the cowers back, the castle's going to come tumbling down now. The lin- the linchpin that has been Guardiola's success <laughs> <laughs> the, at Manchester the bed- City is the bedrock. 
<laughs> the bedrock of the Carabao Cup. The foundations are crumbling. Mm. I mean, I guess the stat would always come out then that it was on penalties. They haven't lost in normal time and blah de blah de blah. But um, whatever. What about this one? In the time that Palace have played their last three games, Man City have played six. Tired, tired legs. Massive squad, uh, full of world class, amazing players. So I don't think. Again, it feels a bit clutchy. <laughs> you know, they're gonna. They're. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't see that. What team they put out tonight? But I'm assuming it was fairly decent. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm assuming it's going to be a bit second stringy, but um, we can put I can pull it up here, and we can have a we can have a wee butchers uh, who who they played. Um, so <clears throat> they had 26 shots to West Ham's eight. Um, wait, what am I looking? Is that right? No, that's not right. Yeah, tw- 25 shots to West Ham seven. I've got, um, and their lineup. Had Kyle Walker, John Stones, Nathan Ake, De Bruyne, Gundogan, Fernandinho, Mares, Sterling. Yeah, Foden, Jesus, Sterling up front. I mean, Gundogan, Grealish, and Fernandinho. I mean, that's basically full strength, with the exception of Diaz. And um, yeah, because Kyle Walker, De Bruyne, and Mares all came on as subs. It looks like or came off. Okay, let's get off. to the real. Let's get to the real stat. How many corners did they have? Because that's where we're going to oh, fuck Jesus. up. <laughs> I'm actually going to look. Nine, nine to West Ham's uh, two. Uh, oh, that's, a, that's that's at least five goals. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So their starting lineup did include De Bruyne and Mares and Walker. So Foden and Jesus came on. Grealish came on, and Cancelo came on. So. <laughs> Either of them look like a first team. I'm not. I'm not really sure which one's meant to be. Yeah. Mm. Um. So talk to me, Albert, about corners. What's going wrong? We keep conceding from them. <laughs> I mean, next the, the, question. The who scored preview does say it's very likely that Man City will score from a set piece. I mean, it's listen. Man City. Man City are so good. They don't even have to. They've probably not. They've probably not even looked at the fact that's one of our weaknesses. They don't need to, because uh, they've got plenty of other ways of scoring rather decent goals. But as far as Crystal Palace are concerned, it is something we need to address. You know, it's all right at the moment. We're not. We're not the tallest team at the moment. I get it, and it's you know our our centre halves are as good as they are. They're a new pairing, and not necessarily the most aerially dominant. Um, but we do need to find a way to to sort of plug that that leak because it's gonna it's gonna kill us, you know. In and it's not it's not you know it's not purely been down to set pieces, but you know you look at the points that we've dropped. Certainly the you know the last minute equalizers and stuff. You know we should we should have almost double the amount of points that we've got. You know we should we should have at least another six to eight points on the board. Um, and all right, you go to uh, you go to Arsenal and you. Yeah, would I have taken a two-all before kickoff? Yeah, I would. Uh, the manner of it is disappointing, um, but when you're at home to Newcastle, and you know that's a that's a game that you sort of think, well, in the context of all these draws, we really need to make sure we're coming away with three points. And again, we kind of get come unstuck. All right, it wasn't last minute, but 
you know, it's the, under similar sort of circumstances. It's the, you know, it's the second balls. It's the it's the set pieces into the box, and yeah, we, we have to remedy it somehow. Yeah, I was. I can't remember who I was talking to. It was someone at the game yesterday. Obviously not Heskins. It certainly wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the they said that they think under Roy we would have had a few more points this year um, no. than we've actually got. Which is actually nonsense because exclude Brentford. That is nonsense. We didn't play them the year before, but all the other we've got nine points this year from fixtures that we only got five points from last season. So we're already well ahead of the curve when it comes to that. I mean, it depends if if you if you say Brentford are Leeds. Um, I can't. What did we do to Leeds? That we did we lose to Leeds at home last year? No, we we beat them four one, didn't we at home? Was that last year? That wasn't the season before. Oh, of course it was. That was last year. So I guess Leeds, are, Leeds and Brentford are probably the direct comparison. So we might be a bit behind there. But that was that Leeds performance was a freak of nature one anyway in that sense. And small margins if that Bamford goal that should have stood did stand. And the and the crazy own goal that the crazy we had. own goal, yeah. And then one of them was a belter of a free kick in to the top corner. So it was a bit of a freakish. Result, but. I look at that. I look at that Arsenal game, and I, I mean, we can do the whole what would have happened under Roy. But I look, I look at the Arsenal game from last week, you know, and it the first 15, 20 minutes reminded me of when we went to Arsenal when we were what four nil down after, yeah, or was it three nil down after eighteen minutes or something, yeah. you know, and and that could have easily have happened because uh, they were very good for that first sort of 15, 20 minutes. And um, we we very fortunately grew into the game by by trying to play football and and my I had playing football. I don't think I haven't got a crystal ball, but I, I don't think you can sit and say here that oh we we'd have had more points under Roy. I I, I don't think we would have to be honest. Yeah. Might have, might have had the same, might have had similar, but the, I, I don't think there'd have been a significant difference in the positive direction. Yeah, I agree. Right, uh, Heskiff, tough one for you. I want to go back to Anderson. He's a very tall man, mm-hmm. and you feel like he would should be a bit more dominant in the air than perhaps he is. Particularly, seems to get caught under the ball quite a lot some, sometimes. Yeah, I don't know if we jinxed him by talking about w- what a partnership he and Gay were a few a few weeks ago. Um, but there was also a, a good little article in the Athletic this week, sort of looking at our positioning at set pieces, and, and Anderson's sort of circled quite a bit. Um, where just before the the Arsenal equaliser, he sort of like sprinted out to try and cut someone off yeah. and didn't, and the cross came in and they scored from it. And then at Newcastle, uh, the corner that they scored from, he and Gay both sort of got caught up in each other trying to head the ball. Neither did. And yeah. whilst it was a good finish from Wilson, you know, they, they didn't stop the ball getting sort of headed back across goal. So it's one of those things, I think... It's weird that we, we're talking about them or him in this case defensively because all, all we talk about are the positives of how good the passing is and getting the ball moving and getting us attacking well. I didn't really ever consider that they would have issues actually defending. And in the first couple of games, I don't think they really did. So you, you hope that it's just teething problems. Um, you know, Anderson's a experienced international centre-back so I would have thought that he'd be able to sort of 
get over these mistakes and, and push on. But at the moment, they're sort of feeding into us not taking our chances. You know, the, the strikers know we have to score quite a few because we can't keep clean sheets, but then there's more pressure on the strikers. Mm. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I, th- I think it, I think he'll be fine. I, you know, I think he's a good defender. Um, yeah. But at the moment, we're just making the same sort of mistakes and they're being punished every game, which is obviously a massive issue. But they're both still very young by centre-back standards, you know, in terms of when you'd expect them to come into their prime. So, still got a lot to learn. Albert? I think the the thing that makes it potentially slightly worrying as well is, you know, we're still we're still an Eze and technically a Wilf away from a, a you know our first eleven players on paper in terms of quality and do we want to see them on the pitch? And you know, if Christian Benteke is one of the sort of nominees to fall foul of that, and I know some might say it's a damning indictment of Christian Benteke that I'm going to sit here and praise what he does. You know, it defensively, you know, defensive headers from set pieces. You know, you take you take Benteke out of that team, and that's a that's another sort of significant weakening of our our capabilities of of you know, the trying to defend set pieces and and corners into the into the box. So, you know, we ha- we have to find a way of addressing it. You know, without relying on a on a striker who might not be in the first team much longer. Um, not saying I don't want him there, but. Some, someone's got to give way somewhere. Yeah, I think they touched on this on the match report in terms of do you see it going to a 4 4 and having Benteke, Edouard, Elise, Zaha, and then one of the three current midfielders and Eze. Heskiff, that's ambitious, right? I mean, I don't really see how that works unless we move to some form of three at the back, really, and to get that extra man in the middle. Yeah, I think it's nice to have some options on the bench. I know we like all of those players you mentioned and the idea of them all starting on paper is, sounds, you know, fun. But I, I think you can't have that little amount of cover behind them if you play all of those and try and shoehorn everyone in. Um, but that's, yeah, if, if your middle two's Eze and Gallagher, for example, talk to me about yeah, how that works. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't. I, I don't. I don't think set pieces would be our issue if that was the case. But like I said, I mean that's why you have a squad in it. Like for the last couple of years under Roy, we bemoaned the fact that our squad was pretty small and he didn't bring on subs anyway. Whereas this year Vieira's obviously quite happy to bring players on and they make a difference. So I don't mind. You know, if if Ebbs is on the bench one week or Elise is on the bench one week, you know, it just means we've got good players to bring on if we need to. Mm. I think yeah. the, I think the four the four four two thing you know again if you say that Eze is the first choice to play in the middle of a two you know the the only other options that potentially work in terms of not leaving us too exposed and going you know going to a back three when we're on the attack is you know it's Kiarte or or a stretch Luca and sometimes it works with Kiarte you know there's times where he, earlier in the season where he was dropping back and falling in with the other two centre-halves and it, it kind of worked. No, it didn't set the world on fire, but there's been also plenty of ex- plenty of experiments. And again, mainly under under Roy, that Kiyate at centre-half is, is very patchy. So I, I can't see the 4-4-2 being, a, being an option for us. Yeah. Um, 
And like I say, I can't see us moving to three at the back either as well to accompany those players and keep the extra man in midfield because, I mean, it feels that it would be awfully wrong to take Tyreek Mitchell out of this team based on these performances that he's been putting in this season. It would feel really wrong. So, I know, but like, good points about him prepared to use the bench and making changes, being bold of his changes and making tactical changes and all that, which are picking up things. You know, we get res- we get results. We come from behind in games. Um, we've been scoring goals. So, I mean, long may it continue to use the squad and it's nice to have a squad. <laughs> nice to be able to turn to the bench and actually look at it and go, oh, let's bring Mateta on because we need a goal against Newcastle. No, <laughs> <laughs> How, is that two more performances he needs now two more appearances he needs now to um, secure that deal something like that but um, who knows uh, right a couple more Man City stats they've only conceded four goals in the Premier League this season and our only two defeats this season have come against the two big six sides well I guess Arsenal win we, could it call it the big five? Do we replace Arsenal with Leicester now and Leicester the, <laughs> the sixth side in the top six? But um, Albert, if you think about our performance performances against Chelsea and Liverpool, um, not so much Chelsea, I guess. We, it was a bit, the first game of the season, a bit weird. But against Liverpool, we tried to go toe-to-toe a bit, but came off worse. Do you think we'll do the same against City? Continue, continue with our style and just see what happens. I think so. You know, I think we're it's clear, it's clear an ethos and a mentality and a style that Vieira's trying to drill into this team, and you know, to to chop and change and go, and go right. Okay, now we're going to play really defensive and we're going to play on the counter. You know, I think it, it's potentially detrimental to the sort of long term you know, uh, pl- plan for the for the team. So I I would expect us to go to Man City and. And go on the front foot, and you know we've 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 seen it. Like we're we're capable we're capable of giving people a, a a decent game. You know, like I said, Chelsea was an anomaly. Liverpool, we had a couple of chances that you know if there'd been a bit a better control in the area, we might have nicked a goal here or there. And and Liverpool were a different class this season as well. So when none of none of those performances or those results are anything to be ashamed about or embarrassed. About so, I think I expect us to go to City and 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 just carry on as we are, really. And if you know, if we get on the end of a, a two nil or a three one or a three nil, you know, the, the Man City at the end of the day, I, I, I don't want to go there like we have done in previous seasons. Shut up shop and come away on the end of a three nil all the same. You know, let's let's go there and try and try and hurt them and, and come away with a goal. You know, because we need we need to we need to be creating more chances. That's that's the, that's the thing that's. You know, slowly it's improving slowly, but we we need more clear cut chances at goal, and you're not going to get that going to City and parking the bus. Mm. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a strange one because I feel like we are. We I don't feel like scoring goals has been our problem this season. I think it's putting away more. It's been at the other end. We're conceding the horrible set pieces, which means then we need more than the two that we're scoring in most weeks, and I think we're creating more than enough to score. Goals to win two games against Newcastle comfortably, you know, less so against Arsenal away. But as Sellers, we were on the front foot. I mean, the crazy stat is a 75% possession, which is a club record in the top flight. But Heskiff, <laughs> Gay, Ward, and Anderson 
all broke the previous completed passes record for Palace in a game, in one yeah. game. That's yeah. a mental stat that um, I think it was uh, CPFC Analytics that highlighted that on Twitter. Yeah, it's great. And, and what I like as well is that it's not necessarily just passing it between each other for ages and not going anywhere. You know, I don't really get the impression that we do that. It, it always sort of looks like we're looking for a pass, we're looking to get the ball forward. Um and like you say, in, in terms of the football we're playing and creating chances, especially at home, especially against Newcastle, it, it worked really well. And that's obviously from building from the back rather than going sort of back to front all the time. So I think it's, I think it's, yeah, it's, it is a work in progress. It's going well though. Um, mm. But obviously like we've, we've talked about those. It's just a defending set pieces that we need to sort of rein in because it's costing us very dear and we're not getting the points in, in a lot of games that we deserve. Yeah, what you'll see playing City this weekend as well, assuming they play Rodri in the middle of the park, for example, that's where the difference is and I think where our next level of progression comes from and it probably involves having to sign someone in the summer or in January if we can, um, where one of Ward, Anderson or Gay becomes your central midfield player who's also having the 90-odd passes per game. Um, at the moment, I think it is. There is an element of it all being across, the, a lot of it being across the back and so on. But yeah, you want it to be that ball-playing player in the middle of the park who's doing it 10 yards further up the pitch, which is then we can, we can really start to cause problems. I actually read a big, long article on Man City's um, positional style and um, how... Pep Guardiola's sort of evolved this whole gridding up the pitch. So previously, like the positional play, they gridded the pitch into 18. But um, Pep Guardiola's divvied the pitch up into 20 sections. He's changed it a bit in the middle of the park. And basically the rule is that you shouldn't have more than three players in the same horizontal line across sections. And you shouldn't have more than two players in the same vertical lines. So maybe this is this is where we beat them. You sort of just barge a couple of players <laughs> into into the wrong sections and just see if it throws them all off. Yeah, could you come and stand over here, please? <laughs> I've got. <laughs> uh, but it's just, I mean, reading this whole article, and I, I wish I could remember where I, I read it, but I just I cannot. Um, it's just incredible how in depth the game's being thought about at that level and how they just work on drumming it into the players that, you know, on so many different moving parts across a football field is basing on where each individual player has to be. And he, as in Guardiola, gets them into that mindset to know exactly where to move as and when all the other pieces on the pitch move. It's, it is quite fascinating, really. Um, and, and then you, and then you've got us just going, just defend better. <laughs> what are you saying that we don't do in-depth tactical analysis of the upcoming game? This is See called that? the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. We do in-depth previews all the time. That's true. Just get get the sometimes round. with a comedy trumpet. <laughs> or um, what was the other one you had a few weeks back? That keyboard type thing. Oh, the 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 little stylophone beatbox. Mm. Yeah, you know, just because just because we're doing deep tactical analysis doesn't mean we can't have a bit of a laugh. I love that um, you buy these toys for your kid under the pretense that it's for your kids, when really it's just for you to show off. On the no, no, the beat the beatbox stylophone is mine. 
uh, as I've said to the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Put that down. Put that down. What about that um, rusty trombone you were playing earlier? Ah, now that's definitely not for the kids. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a rusty trombone for um, for clarity. It was a a very plastic and yellow looking. I've told you about Jeff, mild scout leader. He was also the uh, scout band leader. He was partial to the rusty trombone. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, boo. Poor old Jeff, RIP or not. (laughs) No, No. (laughs) months. No longer here to defend himself. (laughs) Or touch anybody else. For the record, he didn't touch me. Mm. that's because you've pushed it to the back of your mind you've locked that box up and, no sorry you should make jokes so, about so it. glad you said man. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the score going to be um, we'll start with you Albert magic dice oh fuck's sake 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, oh. one. Um, I don't I don't believe it talking about I don't believe it for I don't think anyone would be complaining about a draw if we came away with a draw this weekend, that's for sure. No. Um, so you don't believe it, but the day No, I think because I think I think it'll be a higher scoring draw. <laughs> now, unfortunately, Hesky found Newcastle fan got the score correct last week. Yeah. Um, predicting one one. Um, more out of he didn't want to predict a defeat for his side more than anything. Yeah. Uh so I dread to think what you're going to say. Uh, I think it will be similar to Liverpool. I think we'll lose three nil. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think we'll we'll give it. A, it's very patronising to say it's a mine team. I think we'll give it a good go, but they just won't be good enough. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it could go one of either. It could go a couple of ways, really. I'd, you They've done know. a couple of fives. They've done a couple of fives already, haven't they, this season? Yeah, they stuck four past Brighton on the weekend as well. Hurrah, huzzah. Um, I don't know. Uh, 2-0. I was, I was going to say 3-0, so I'll say 2-0. 2-0 City. Hopefully we'll grab a goal, keep that sort of um, trend going of scoring in games. That'll be really nice. Um, but I don't know what I'll say. How you when pundits do this, like easy way out, you just say Man City is probably going to, they just say Man City is probably going to have too much of Crystal Palace. And then on the odd occasion that we beat them, like we did a few years back with the Townsend, Schlupp and uh, Milivojevic goals, then everyone just sort of goes, well, you know, City had an off day. <laughs> so I'll take a City off day. That would do. Right. Albert, next week's pod, who is it? Who are we playing? Wolves. <laughs> did you think it was Wolves this week? Yes. Could you got away with your beer blurb if you did a Mark Kennedy one? I could have, but I didn't. <laughs> I went with pull my dick off. <laughs> it's like you're regretting it already. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's live radio, isn't it? I mean, it's not. We could I, I could kick up a fuss and get it edited out, but I'm not going to do it. It's not the not the first time or the last time that you'll pull your dick off in a rush. <laughs> I think we should wrap it up now. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a joke in there somewhere as well. Um, listen out to the match report in the weekend. Who knows? Will Hambo be there? Who knows? Um, 
it probably won't be. It probably be Mike Scott again, just trying to make up more excuses as to not admitting to everyone that we actually have Hambo locked in a basement somewhere and we're not letting him out. Um, or just that he's with his girlfriend. Has he mentioned that he's got a girlfriend to anyone? <laughs> I'm sorry, Once Hambo. Or twice. We love you really, Hambo. We'll be back soon. Um, but yeah, the match report will be out on Sunday. Uh, there'll be post-match reaction with Dio on the YouTube channel, which of course is getting released as a podcast now. And then we will be back next Wednesday to build up to Wolves, where I've got posh seats. This is, um, if you remember, back end of last season, I did the posh seats for the Arsenal game because I didn't think I was going to get a ticket in the reduced capacity game. Went to the Legends Bar and they fucked it up left, right and centre. This is them trying to make it right so we get is a free... Is this your sh- cold, cold rice pudding or whatever it was? That's exactly mango, right, yeah. Mango coolie. Mango coolie. <laughs> <laughs> the new, the new, the, the new Wolves right back, <laughs> Mango Coule or something. Well, yeah, um, yeah. I might have to listen to that back. That did amuse me. Uh, yes, so the, the Legends Bar are having another go at impressing people they really don't need to impress, like me, <laughs> me, Nick Howe, Ben Mintram, Clapham Grand on Twitter. Chris Waters will be with us. Um, what you've just been invited along. No, we no. So for the Arsenal game, we went and they fucked it up so badly. They said we're going to make it right. You can come back to another game next season for free of charge. Yeah. Oh, I see. But it was it was like dreadful. Short of them giving us free alcohol, they got everything else wrong. It was appalling. But it was also the first time that they opened this bar. So right, they just got it wrong. And they, and and I say to be fair to them, they've they've they wanted to make it right. I like. I'd, I'd like to think it's because they knew who I was, and they were like, "Oh, he's he's gonna he's gonna give it to us both barrels on socials." <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the menu? <laughs> uh, no, I'll I'll dish it out for the pod next week, and I'll I'll give a Cockney reading of um, some French dishes. Very nice. <laughs> very nice but um as always thank you for listening thank you to you albert and thank you heskiff i apologize i'm sure i will say hello to you next time i see you in person wave at me from the executive box i will do (laughs) anyone who's going to the city game on the weekend enjoy yourself up there be safe and until next week up the palace it's the 90th minute all your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.